Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. And we are your small town nerds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Town Nerds Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things nerdy. Daniel, how have you been this week? I am so tired, but other tired. than that, I'm good. You've been good? Been yeah. good? Gerd? Yeah. You good? Yeah. I'm good. Stay nerdy? Yeah. Stay nerdy this week? I'm trying to. I'm working. Uh, today was day 24 in a row of working, I think, so I'm, I'm like, pooped, but yeah, I am, I'm, 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 I'm staying nerdy, my guy. Well, good, because it was a uh, rather nerdy week, I'd say. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff here to talk about. I'm looking at our outline that we have prepared, and I think this is the longest that it's been since we started Small Town Nerds Up. Yes, it's a very long outline. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today, but we're actually shortening the amount or lowering the amount of segments we're doing today. So today we have a, a diverse uh, set of topics. We're going to be doing a new, not really a new segment, an old segment that we have renamed Rapid Reviews, where we're, we are going to review two different projects in about a 15-minute time span, hopefully. Depends on how long we talk. And then we're going to jump straight into Nerd yeah, News, uh, and now, we have so many pieces for that. Yeah. Now, when Ryan says uh, something that we renamed, it was him that renamed it, and yeah, he just told we, me as soon as I got on the Discord call. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of do that. That's that's what he's done with just about everything. That's so, what I do. That's what I do. Yeah, you're the one that renamed us to Small Town Nerds. You did a uh, rapid review. You did Nerd News. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at naming things, just not doing things. But anyways, let's get into it. Let's start doing. Yeah. So All Ryan, right. which do you want to review first? She-Hulk episode two or House of the Dragon episode one? Well, I'm not gonna say start with the the lesser of the two, but let's start with the lesser of the two and go She-Hulk episode two. All right. Well, what were your initial thoughts? I thought it was better than episode one. I'll agree with you on that. I think... I think the CGI was worse in this episode, though. Well, I think that Did you might, get that feeling? It might make sense. I think that there might have been about the same budget for every episode, and this episode seemed to feature a lot more of She-Hulk as a character which is an asset that I'm sure that they developed specifically for this show, uh, whereas yeah. Hulk himself, Professor Hulk, whatever, that's uh, that's a CG model that they already had made for uh, Endgame and whatever else he appeared in. Was it just Endgame? Uh, yeah, just Endgame. Yeah. Oh, so no. Well, did he did he appear in form in any other piece? I know Banner showed up in Shang Chi. Yeah, Banner Bruce Banner did show up in Shang Chi, but I think that 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 Endgame. Wow, words are hard. I think Endgame is the only piece of media we've gotten before She Hulk that featured the Professor Hulk. Character. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but either way, that's a pre-existing asset, so it was a little bit more mm-hmm. polished. Whereas She Hulk, this is her first appearance, and it's on a lower budget than Avengers Endgame was. So it makes sense yeah. that the CG isn't quite as good. I mean, I think it was still fine it just wasn't marvel movie quality or level you know yeah but Uh, i think well other than the appearance going slightly down for this episode i think 
the the length of this episode was very short. It was quite a bit shorter, yeah. I think, oh, it, maybe not quite a bit, somewhere between five and ten minutes shorter. But I mean, it was like 22 minutes, I think. Yeah, well, I think that's what they're going for for She-Hulk every episode. The first one was probably was longer just because of all the it's introductory the first episode, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, I think it's uh, nice that they're actually getting into the whole lawyer aspect of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of her just sitting on an island and yeah. drinking. Uh, True. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm just uh, kind of still a little excited to see where they're going with the show, but I'm not, like, super thrilled and on the edge of my seat waiting for the next episode yeah. to come out. If if I wasn't a Marvel super fan, I probably wouldn't even waste my time with this show, just because I don't think there's yeah. that much that's interesting enough to pull me in. Like, it's cool, it's a cool concept, I suppose, if you don't know the character, but because I do know the character, I'm just not all that intrigued. I thought the CGI was a little worse this episode as as we just discussed. I think it was shorter, but I think in most ways it probably was either the same or slightly better than episode one. I think it was more uh, clean cut in what it wanted to do. Polished. And I think that, yeah, it was more polished. I think that bodes well for the rest of the show. I'm just not all that pulled in, you know? Yeah, and, you know, I will say it's nice to see that uh, they are kind of tying in more to uh, the previous Marvel films uh, with that little cut scene, the scene, whatever, from uh, from Shang-Chi, where Abomination is fighting Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of sets uh, the stage yeah. for where this movie or where this show takes place right at the same yeah. time as Shang-Chi. Yeah, so it, it, I'd say at least within which, a month or two. Which would mean that Bruce is flying off right now to who knows where. But in a couple days, he's going to be in Bruce form talking to Shang-Chi. Unless that end credit in Shang-Chi takes place like weeks after the rest of the movie. Which is possible, I suppose. But Yeah, so the post credit scene of Shang-Chi... Definitely. Well, obviously, it takes place after the movie, but it takes place before She-Hulk starts, because when She-Hulk starts, uh, it's not Smart Hulk; it is uh, Bruce Banner. Um, so it makes sense, I guess, uh, for this to be about a month or two. I'd say after Shang-Chi. Uh, how long does no, it take? A no, because that wouldn't make sense. Be- because. Um abomination breaks out of the prison to go fight in the arena against Wong. That's why he broke out of prison or that's what they believe that he broke out of prison for. Cause that's what that showed on the news. So episode two takes place during Shang-Chi. Uh, I, um, I, I think it might've just been old footage because you know, you can see at during that scene of Shang-Chi, that Wong is taking Abomination back to his cell, so it's possible that this footage just reached the media after a period of time. Whatever, it's it's an iffy thing. I'm sure that we'll get a better idea yeah, in I'm the sure next episode, episode three because will, we just we'll figure it out. I'm sure it's just going to be like a a one scene kind of drama thing. Like, oh, he escaped. Oh, just kidding. He's back in prison. Oh well. Yeah. But yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this 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 episode very, uh, was was fine 
it was better in terms of story, I think, than the first one, but visually not as polished yeah. as episode one. I agree. So I think I still give uh, it pretty much the same score. Whatever that is. Yeah, was. like a six and a half, seven. Six and a half, seven. We, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. But Yeah. Moving on to the next um, review that we have. Something I think yeah, so, I think was much more awesome. I, I don't know the word. I'm kind of grasping for positive words here. Amazing, awesome. Uh, oh, what's the word now? Nostalgic. Right, so I will let you kind of take the wheel for the House of Dragon review just because I know that you love Game of Thrones a lot more than I oh, do. Oh, I very much love it. Yeah, so... Before uh, I let you get started on your spiel, which I'm sure that you have, uh, I will say that I worked a 10-hour shift before we recorded today. I got home and I watched the episode because I've been busy with other stuff and haven't had time to watch it before now. Uh, so I was I was watching it, but I wasn't paying as close of attention as I probably should have been. But I will say the few things that absolutely stuck out to me, Matt Smith's character whatever the character's name is. He's Prince the one Damon. with the, uh, yeah, the one with the long white hair. He did a fantastic white, job. I, yes, he did. Point, he did. Yeah. He did. He, he's the younger guy with long white hair. <laughs> yes. And he's the his, prince. His, yeah. And, uh, his armor that he was wearing when, when they were jousting. Yes. I want it. I don't, I don't like game of Thrones nearly enough to say that I want it, but it, the armor just looks so cool. I want it as a display piece in my apartment. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Like a mannequin with a, a full suit of armor, but it's the Targaryen yeah. armor. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. All right. With Dark now Sister in the scabbard. You can go ahead and go on your spiel now, because I know that you, you're going to have a lot to say. Yeah, I'm just going to try to keep this under like five minutes to stay in part with the rapid review. But I absolutely loved episode one. It, it brought back all the good memories and good feelings I had during the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones, specifically like seasons one through five when they were following what George Martin wrote and what the books have content-wise. I think the story of House of the Dragon is much more in line quality-wise with those earlier seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, I thought the acting was fantastic. As you said, um, Matt Smith's character of, of Daemon Targaryen was phenomenal. I think uh, Patty Constantine, Constantine, I think that that's how you pronounce his name. His acting as uh, Prince Viserys was amazing, uh, or King Viserys. And actually, Reese Ifans, who plays Otto Hightower. Daniel, do you recognize that actor's name? It sounds familiar. I'm almost confident he is the actor who played uh, the lizard in Spider-Man. What, hold on, what was his name again? Uh, Reese Ifans. Uh, let's 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 find out. Amazing Spider-Man cast. Yep, that is him. Uh, let's see, cast the lizard, Doctor Kurt Connors, Reese Ifans. Okay, it is showing me the cast of the 2002 <laughs> Spider-Man movie instead of the Amazing Spider-Man, even though I did not search for that. Whatever. Well, take my word for it. He's the actor who plays Dr. Kirk Connors or the Lizard 
in The Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, he's the actor who plays Otto Hightower, the Hand of the King, in this show. And I think he did a fantastic job as well. He reminds me a lot of Tywin Lannister with a little bit of Peter Baelish throw in, thrown in. And I think that's a fascinating character. I, of course, have read the book, so I know what his character evolves into and what he does. But it's really captivating to see it transferred beautifully onto screen. Um, I think the dragons look amazing. I love their designs. I love the sound effects they're using. As of recording, I have also already seen episode two. I won't talk on episode two because that's set for next week. Um, But I think episode one is a fantastic start. And I'm not the only one who who has this opinion because I I don't know if you know this, Daniel, but House of the Dragon broke HBO's premiere viewership record Yes, I did see that. So Uh, I didn't uh, see it was by a lot, but I did see that it broke their premiere record. It it was a lot. So I think previously, I want to say, where is this? Um, Euphoria is HBO's second biggest hit, and it says here that season two, episode two of Euphoria. Don't know if that's like a big episode or something. Um. Oh no! Season two finale of Euphoria had six point six million views. All right, and I'm episode that's one day. on. It, I don't know if they do opening day or premiere date or finale date rather, but the premiere date for House of the Dragon, ten million views. That's quite in a lot. One day. Contrasting that, I looked up some stats for um, Disney Plus shows. And I think Loki had somewhere around, I want to say, two and a half million, maybe. Now, Disney Plus always do does opening weekend, rather, okay. or at least for certain projects, like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the other one of note. That one got 11.18 million viewers, so more than House of the Dragon, but Disney Plus records all viewership over the entire weekend. For Obi-Wan Kenobi, which premiered on Fridays, I think. Um, I don't know. I think it did. Um, So, yeah. So, Disney counts the entire weekend, and it got 11.18 million views for the first two episodes. And House of the Dragon had 10 million on just the one day. So. Oh, yeah. Well, Game of Thrones, people, I think, were uh, just waiting for something good after the massive disappointment mm -hmm. that was season 8. So... I've been at this new job that I'm at now for about four weeks now. Well, I'm in my fourth week now. Whatever. Uh, one of my coworkers that I have never spoken to in this time that I've been working there came up to me and asked if I had seen House of the Dragon yet. So it, it's got to be good. And you good. said no. Well, yeah, I said of no because I is. just watched it tonight. So yeah, it has to be good if people that I've never talked to are asking me if I've seen it yet. Yes, it's a fantastic show. I highly recommend it for anyone who likes the fantasy genre. Um, I think, in my personal opinion, there wasn't as much blood and gore as I suppose I was expecting to, just because I know Game of Thrones. I know how bloody, gory, and sexually explicit that show can be. This show definitely had its moments. I don't think it was pushing the, the, the barrier of what Game of Thrones used to do. 
I thought it found a very good balance between the more serious notes and the more Game of Thrones infamous moments. I thought it was a fantastic first episode, and I can't wait to see the rest of the show. I am super, 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 super excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to go back and rewatch episode one at some point when I am not to. so physically exhausted and barely able to keep my eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I will definitely try to put in some more notes next week when we talk about episode two. <laughs> yes, but uh, we're already pushing the limit of our time, so we're going to have to wrap it up. Daniel, what would you give She-Hulk? Oh, we already said there's seven. Yeah, seven She-Hulk, out, we said. Seven out of ten Hulks. Seven out of ten. For She-Hulk, what would you give House of the Dragon episode one? Uh, episode one, from what I you know very clearly watched and wasn't you know sidetracked by something else, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like an eight. I give it a nine. I'm a very big fan, though, so I'm probably a little biased i can't wait in the middle say eight and a half sure i suppose that'll work that'll work okay moving right along out of rapid reviews we're moving straight into nerd news daniel what a week for nerd news it has been there is a lot. I'm counting, what, like 10 things on here? 1, 2, 3, yeah, 4, 5, 6, like 7, that. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. That's 11. One of those is a link to a uh, trailer <laughs> for something that. Uh, oh, we, we can talk about I that when we get up to over. it. Um, okay. But let's, let's start right at the beginning. Um, the past, like, two weeks, I think, have been kind of turbulent. Ryan, for what Brothers. the heck just happened to your voice there? I don't know. My voice is is in a weird state today. Okay, like what a week it's been for. What a week it's been. Uh, I'm just channeling my inner my inner character for the movies we're going to talk about later. Oh, obviously that's got to be it. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. But no, Warner Brothers has had quite the week, and a lot of a lot of stuff has gone down. Yep, yeah, it's uh, yep. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's it's bad got. to be a Warner Bros. fan right now. Yeah, so basically, if if anyone doesn't really understand, Discovery and Warner Brothers are these two companies, and they're merging right now. And through the merger, Discovery is kind of taking control of a lot of Warner Brothers. film assets, and they are just kind of running house right now, just cutting and clearing and rescheduling everything. Um, last, I think it was last week we talked about Batgirl getting canceled. Uh, that was two it weeks might have been ago. last week, two weeks ago. We talked about that getting canceled. We also talked about Joker getting a sequel. Well, they have done some other things. Um, most recently, well, maybe not most recently, but most prominently for me, um, the release dates for both Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which, which is the Shazam movie sequel, and the Aquaman. What's what's the title? Something Aquaman. like the Lost Kingdom. The Lost Kingdom. That sounds right. Uh, both of those movies got delayed. Yeah, which you know that's been happening with movies a lot. A lot of it had to do with uh, the whole COVID thing. Everything was getting shut mm-hmm. down. Yep. People didn't want to be close to one another because they didn't want to get sick. So everything kept getting pushed back so that they had more time to safely film and edit all of these movies but now that let's face it covid's over uh yes now that it's over it's a little 
less typical for movies to get delayed. So this is a yeah, little, it, definitely it, interesting. If movies get delayed outside of a pandemic situation, it typically means that something on the post-production side has gone wrong. Either a switch of directors partway through or needing extra work to do um, VFX and CGI and stuff or if there's some kind of um, personal issue with with some of the people involved, uh, like one Ezra Miller, potentially. Um, no, it's not the other, potentially, it just is. That just is in that case. The other one, which I think is the case for these movies, is that they would just conflict with another movie that is predicted to be the more successful one. So a company would shift their movies around to avoid that conflict. And the, the reason why I say this is the most potentially accurate one is because Shazam! Fury of the Gods was set to release on December 16th this year. If you don't know, that is the same release date that the Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, is supposed to come out. Oh yeah, that Shazam! would get destroyed. That's not even a question. Yeah, it, that would be a very tough battle for Shazam. I mean, part of me would almost welcome that competition because maybe that would cut away at Avatar a little bit and not make it as successful because I kind of want uh, the Avengers to stay up there. Well, it's not even up want... there anymore. I, well, yeah, Avatar retook it, but yeah, it's still really neck and neck. I think if Avengers get a couple more re-releases like Avatar does. I think it would be up there. But yeah, so Shazam got delayed until March 17th. And Aquaman, I think, was supposed to be on that March 17th release date. It's getting pushed to Christmas of next year, of 2023. Which I think will be good for Aquaman, because I think that's around the same time the original Aquaman was released, and it was pretty pretty big for the holiday season. Yeah, I remember going to see Aquaman with my family on Christmas Day. Yeah. So... Um, I don't think really that's going to, ne- going to negatively affect the, the performance of either of those movies. I think the holiday season release for Shazam would have been beneficial if Avatar wasn't also releasing that time. But because it is, I think that's a beneficial move on Discovery Warner Brothers' side. I think that was smart for them. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I'm surprised that Aquaman's getting pushed back, what, nine months? Uh, yeah, I just, I wonder if they I could see them just didn't have any other slots open or they were like, ah, eh, you know what, Aquaman, let's just, there's no other DCEU movies that we have to keep in line with. Let's just push it all the way to December and have a big holiday movie. Let's get a billion dollar movie. They need the money. Yeah, that, that could be it. But I think that uh, a lot of times summer movies outperform winter movies. Sometimes. I could absolutely be wrong here. I think it depends on the movie. Not every summer blockbuster is going to be as successful as like a Christmas holiday time blockbuster. But it really depends on the movie. I think typically family movies do better during the holiday times because, I mean, that's the time that you would take your family to go to see a movie is like during Christmas or in between christmas and new year's you know yeah so i suppose it does make some sense yeah but anyways continuing on the warner brothers news ezra miller was in the news once again this time not necessarily for a bad reason um so they recently went and had a meeting with the warner brothers 
um, executives and the leadership at Warner Brothers. And presumably he or they apologized for all the recent drama and mischief that they have been up to and have stated that they are seeking help to fix their issues, which I think is good. Yeah, uh, I still think that an apology isn't quite enough. Most definitely it's not enough. They have to change their actions for it to really count. I think they might be doing this partly because they're a little scared of what might happen if they don't. I saw some reports saying that they were kind of frightened by the recent slashing of the Batgirl movie and had feared what would happen to the Flash movie if if they didn't try to clean up their act. I would say that's a little too little too late, but nice try. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> nice, uh, nice try. I don't think that they should cancel the movie. But, I don't think uh, either. Ezra Miller should not be employed by Warner Bros. No. anymore. Yeah, I would say toss the movie onto HBO Max and just cut ties. Be done. Definitely a good move. I think that's that's the best move for Warner Brothers to do. I, I still don't think that they should cut the Batgirl movie either, but they're going to do yeah, what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm still very, very upset that they yeah. did that. Um, but in lighter news on the Warner Brothers side, The Batman by Matt Reeves starring um, Robert Pattinson is getting a sequel. Which is great. Now, is that 100% confirmed? I saw some rumors about it and how it's probably going to be years before it does come out, but I don't know if I saw anything about it actually being confirmed. So so this article that I'm looking at, which is by Gizmodo or something, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's stating that Matt Reeves and his company have signed a first-look deal with Warner Brothers to continue development on the sequel for the Batman and that universe of movies in general. It it states to expand his Batman universe. So I don't know if that just means the Batman sequel or if that means maybe potential spin-offs on it. I think that's a little too early. Well, but... I did read something a long time ago now about uh the Penguin getting his yep. own HBO yep. series with Colin I don't Farrell. know if that's still a thing after the whole Warner Bros mix-up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's definitely potential for spinoff series and sequel movies. I would be floored, absolutely surprised, flabbergasted, if you will, if they did not do a Batman sequel. That It did very well, yes, uh, it both did. critically and financially, so it would, be, it would be pretty stupid if they did not continue with it. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I thought that movie was, for what it was, a, a very well-made movie. I think a sequel would do very well. I'm actually very anticipating a sequel if they do it. Um, so I think it just makes sense for them to, to get in motion that sequel. I think it's, it's something that Warner Brothers and DC films need right now. They really need a successful series, even if it's only a smaller scale series, like the Batman one, two, three, plus maybe a penguin franchise or a series. And I thought I saw an Arkham Asylum series potentially as well set in the same matt reeves batverse yeah i would not be surprised by the arkham asylum thing uh it's probably the most iconic uh location in all mm-hmm. of batman lore besides maybe wayne manor i mean gotham or the bat cave okay well if <laughs> gotham's the entire city yeah but if we're, look, if we're looking at specific locations, locations. With, 
if we're looking at specific locations in Gotham City... Okay, then yes. Probably then yeah, Arkham. Uh, Arkham Asylum, Ace Chemicals, Wayne Manor slash the Batcave. Yeah, that would make the most sense. That's that's basically it. Iceberg Lounge, that's that's kind of iconic. I don't, I don't think as many uh, casual fans are... Nope. Okay, fair enough. I, I knew the previous uh, ones. Okay, so yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of iconic stuff in Batman lore. Uh, Arkham Asylum is one of the most iconic. It would make sense for them to do something with that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah. a smart move by Discovery to, to keep that project and maybe sideline the Ezra Miller Flash and Batgirl movies. Don't don't cut them. Don't cut them, Warner Brothers and Discovery. If you're listening, don't cut them. Just sideline them. Put them on HBO Max. We don't like Ryan. canceling movies. Ryan, what? They're not listening. They could be. They're we not. have like three listeners, Ryan. I don't think that one of them is a Warner Bros. exec. You never know. You never know. All right, whatever you say, champ. Yeah, whatever I say. Well, you you know what I say. What do you say? I say you can take the next one. You can take the next one because I have no idea what it is. Okay, so Ryan doesn't know what it is because he doesn't... Well, he has a PS4, but he has not played... He has not played Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West, which are, if you have not played them, some of, if not the best exclusive games on the console. Uh, It's a world... That is about a thousand years in the future. Humanity has been reduced to living in tribes, essentially. And, uh, yeah, the entire game is basically you fighting giant robot animals. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but that's that's just to give you the gist. Uh, anyways, Netflix is developing a series uh, based on this world, but instead of it being a thousand years in the future, where the game takes place, it is... A little bit more present day, near future, like uh, I believe it's going to be 2060s, maybe 2070s, and it's going to be about the downfall of humanity that leads to this world that you experience in the game. And uh, the thing that we're going to be talking about just a, just a wee little bit today. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. See, uh, now you show... know how I feel with my voice. Oh, it's yeah, hard talking yeah, but... a lot, okay? Okay, yeah, well, if it's so hard talking, then why are we doing a podcast? Because it's fun. For the views, Daniel. For the views. All seven of them, yes. Exactly. Well, anyways, uh, the thing about the Horizon Netflix series, it has gotten a director. Ooh. It is the director of the Umbrella Academy. Never seen it. I can't say... I can't say that's a good thing. I can't say it's a bad thing because I've never seen a Boo, fake nerd. I'm a fake nerd. You also haven't seen it, so eat my jorts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so even though neither Ryan nor I have seen it, uh, both the... Sh- well, not... Oh, gosh. Words are hard. You're right. Talking for a long Talking time is... is hard. It's hard. Everyone... What if uh, we just do, like, a, uh, like a, a, a typing podcast where we just type out a... That's just a blog, I suppose. <laughs> what if we just blog? We're bloggers now. No, it's, uh, we'll do Google text-to-speech. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, no, but, um, the Umbrella Academy, I think it's at, like, three or four seasons on Netflix now, uh, even though neither Ryan or I have watched it, 
Uh, it is very popular. Uh, if Netflix is doing three or four seasons of it, it has to be. So the director of that must be doing a pretty decent job. So, yeah, either way, I'm excited. Whether or not it's because the director's any good, it's because... Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite pieces of fiction, and I am very looking forward to seeing what Netflix does with it, and I'm hoping that they don't disgrace it like they did with the new Resident Evil show. Which got canceled, by the way. That's another yes, point did. of news I suppose we could have put on here, but I don't think it's really worth a mention. Season 1 yeah, apparently was... was so bad that they just canceled it. <laughs> yeah, uh, my brother's fiance said that she absolutely loved the show. Yikes. Uh, I could tell from the first trailer that I saw that it was going to be bad. Yeah, Resident Evil uh, doesn't have a good track record with getting adaptations on film or TV. No, it does not. <laughs> so, uh, But anyways, yeah. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, that's the only bit of information for Horizon Zero Dawn we had today. Uh, Ryan, what's this about a star in Loki Season 2? Yeah, so apparently there were some... I don't want to say leaks, but there were some... Uh, uh, tweets by this account, Cinemas or Cinestealth, which apparently is some kind of um, MCU leaker, or it's a account notorious for leaking certain aspects of upcoming MCU projects. Recently, they did a leak where they alluded to the fact that Henry Cavill is going to be playing a villain in Loki Season 2. And some of the theories that I have seen attached to this leak is that he could be playing Hyperion. Is it Hyperion or Hyperion? Hyperion. Hyperion? It's the same thing. Potato, potato. Uh, it's not quite the same thing. But it's, it's Marvel. It's one of Marvel's Superman men. Supermen. Okay. Because there's multiple, which just makes sense to cast Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, so. That would definitely be exciting. Henry Cra Henry Cavill is a great actor. He killed it as Superman, and I'm struggling to think of any other roles that I've seen him in the at Witcher. the moment. But The Witcher, yeah. I've seen half of the first season. Um, <sighs> you got to watch both seasons. They're both good. I'm sure season three know, will come every... out before long, and then we're going to have to review that as well. I know, but every time I turn on The Witcher, it's when I'm sleep-deprived and I fall asleep halfway through. Whatever. Well, stop doing that. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, he's a great actor. Uh, as great as I'm sure he'll do in this role of Hyperion, uh, personally, I would rather see him as Captain Britain. Uh, which <laughs> I, is I've another, seen that rumor, too. Which is another character in the Marvel Universe, just, obviously. It's a, it's essentially Captain America, but British, not Peggy Carter, Captain Carter. I was just going to say, they just did Captain Carter. They can't, they can't really do Captain Britain, because that's like the exact same thing as Captain Carter. But a man. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, that's just personally. That's what I'd rather see him as because I think it'd be a meme. I think but, it would be a fun meme, but I think Hyperion would be a little bit, I don't know, cooler. Yeah, but Henry Cavill, you know, he's such a big actor. I'd prefer to see him in more than just one piece of uh, media. I, well, I'd rather see him I, in. I think as Hyperion, he would stick around for multiple, multiple. Uh, iterations it wouldn't just be loki season two i mean he's essentially marvel's superman you can't just kill yeah. him off and it's definitely not going to be killed off by loki yeah and you know i guess uh what's the actor's name that played kang um 
I just had it in my head, and now that you brought it up, can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in, at the end of uh, Loki Season 1, spoiler alert. Uh, but he's going to be in at least two more movies, uh, mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and then Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Well, you imagine he was he's also in Avengers Secret Wars. Could be, yeah. Because Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars are part one, part two. I mean, they release, like, what, eight months apart? Something like that. If if it's even that long. They're very close together. They're most so definitely not... a part one, part two. I would not be surprised unless, you know, they somehow defeat Kang at the end of the Kang dynasty. And maybe that causes the secret wars. Yeah, maybe either way. It's uh, definitely exciting to see what's going to be happening. And I think Hyperion is supposed to be kind of like a villain. So I could see it being like some kind of high tier being that Kang the Conqueror recruits to his team. And will be be part of his like strike force almost that'd be kind of cool and then you just see hyperion just wreck some stuff and then you also have thor fighting hercules so you have all these like evil counterparts of super sluggers yeah it's uh loki was one of my favorite disney plus series that have come out so far at least in marvel and i get actually you know all of them all the disney plus series because the only other ones they're competing with are mandalorian Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Boba Fett and Obi-Wan were both disappointing, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian, I Mandalorian I is really like. good. Yeah. I would say Loki, Mandalorian, WandaVision are like my top three, maybe. I'd have to actually go back and rewatch everything to know for sure, but yeah. I, I'm obviously excited for Loki Season 2. I think Loki Season Everyone 2 is, is. going to be fantastic. We'll review it when it comes out. But I think Henry Cavill, even just the rumor, is enough to get me excited because I think that's something something cool to talk about. Yeah, so anyways, uh, what's next? Last of Us trailer. Oh, boy. Uh, Ryan, have you played Last of Us I or watched not. anyone else play it? I have not. I know almost nothing about The Last of Us other than Holy crap. there was a whole bunch of drama surrounding the second second game. Last of Us Part 2 we don't talk about, but <laughs> the first Last of Us game is, it's peak video game. Fantastic. It is one of the best that's ever come out. The gameplay in it for when it came out was god tier. Uh, they remastered it from PlayStation 3 onto PlayStation 4. Now they are completely oh, remaking old? it. Is PlayStation yeah. 3 old? Wow. Yeah. Now they're completely remaking it from the ground up for PlayStation 5. No, bravo. It is one of the best stories for any post-apocalyptic world ever. I've played the game probably a dozen times. I love it so much. Uh, And that's part of the reason why I'm skeptical for The Last of (laughs) Us series. Uh, I don't want it to turn out like The Last of Us Part 2, which we don't talk about. Um, I think that uh, Pedro Pascal... I was, wasn't was sure about his casting when they first announced it, but uh, based on this trailer, I think that he's going to fit the part pretty well. The girl that's playing Ellie, whatever her name is... Bella Ramsey. Uh, she, yeah, she looks... I, I don't know, I just don't think that she looks the part. I'm hoping she does a good job, but whatever. I'm, I'm excited for the series to come out next year. Yeah, it's still next year. That's disappointing, but whatever. Uh, it's... I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. Yeah, I don't I don't really know all that much about The Last of Us, the video game. 
or even the TV show. I've seen the trailer. It looks cool. Uh, hopefully, it's good. I think. Yeah. I feel like trailer, HBO have... has a, a better track record of their adaptations. Like Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But I'm hopeful. I think it, I think it looks cool. Bella Ramsey, I only know her because she was in Game of Thrones. She plays oh. a character named Liana Mormont, who's more prevalent in the later seasons. She was fine. She was much younger then. So this would be like the act, the first actual role I have seen her in as a more adult. I guess she is an adult. She was born in 2003. That makes me feel oh. old. We are kind of old. Not really. We're not that old. We're I'm coming up on 23. But, I guess you are too. But, you know, actually, speaking of something that's old, let's talk about King Kong. If we have to. I feel like we have to, just because I was very kind of confused by this announcement, and then I looked into it, and it makes a whole bunch of sense. So apparently, Disney Plus is in the process of making a King Kong live-action TV series. Yeah, I was also flabbergasted when I saw that, because King Kong, that's, uh, isn't that Warner Bros? So that's what I thought. I was like, wait, hold up. You have the whole MonsterVerse, King Kong, Godzilla... Skull Island, all that stuff. Well, apparently, King Kong is a public domain. Anyone can make a movie on it. And for whatever reason, no one else has. Because Warner Brothers has just kind of dominated. Or Legendary Pictures. But yeah, so Disney Plus is going to jump on the King Kong train and make a giant gorilla movie. And it's actually... So is this going to be in this... What? Is this the same universe as Godzilla, Skull Island, all that stuff? So, I think, well, traditionally, Godzilla and King Kong do cross paths just because they used to back in like the old movies. Now King Kong I believe is actually based on a book like a book character. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm trying I'm trying to read this article. I'm pretty sure it's based on like a book character that the old Japanese um films brought to life. Or at least that was Godzilla. I think maybe King Kong was American. And then they kind of cross paths as film kind of got bigger. And these are two film icons that fought together and it was like the first Avengers almost. And then when Warner Brothers got the rights to, maybe they just got the rights to Godzilla. And they made it. So, long story short, what I'm trying to say, King Kong is a literary character who is public domain, meaning anyone can make a movie on him. I feel like Godzilla is a film character and whose rights have been bought out or bounced around between companies and are sitting right now with Warner Brothers. So Disney can make a King Kong movie, but so can anyone else. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I I don't think that King Kong is something that Disney should go for. It just doesn't seem to fit their vibe. But are we going to watch it when it comes out? Probably. Obviously. I mean, fits their vibe. It's, it's, it's not like it's a rated R project. It's still pretty PG-13. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. And it's it's being produced by James Wan's uh, production company. And he does good movies. So. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be, be interesting cool. to say the least. Although he's very kind of tied to Warner Brothers. All of his, uh, well, let's see, he did Aquaman, which is Warner Brothers. He did all the, the Conjuring movies, which is Warner Brothers. So, I don't know. I think it's good for James Wan, who I like as a director and as a, as a filmmaker. And I think King Kong will be a, 
a fun thing to breathe some new light into it. I'm not really all that fond of the Godzilla MonsterVerse version of King Kong. He just, I don't know, he just kind of looks more man than he does gorilla. I don't know. I've never I actually prefer, seen Skull Island. Uh, I've only seen I prefer only seen Peter Jackson's. Godzilla versus Kong. Well, it's it's the same thing. It's just like a, a giant oh, yeah. gorilla that walks on two feet and uses an axe. He doesn't use an axe in his own movie, but I think Peter Jackson's, I think it was 2003 King Kong movie. I like that one much better, personally. All right. Well, either way, we're kind of getting up there in time, so we're going to try to rush through these last few things. Well, not rush, but well, let's get go a little bit quicker. Let's get moving. So, uh, this next one... I have labeled in our outline as quadruple Pinocchio. Uh, so Pinocchioception. Yeah, so there are three Pinocchio products that are coming out in the near future. Or one have that came already out, came out. There's three that are coming out in the near future, one that came out earlier this year. Uh, I was only aware of three of them. The one that came out earlier this year, uh, I only know about because as I was watching <laughs> the trailers for these two new movies, uh, I saw the trailer for this one that came out uh, in Russia earlier this year, and oh my gosh, golly! Yes, so so apparently there was a Russian version of Pinocchio that was released in like February of this year, and it I I had heard the news and seen clips of this movie, but they were so bad and so cringy that I just locked them in the back of my brain and forgot about them until Daniel brought it up, and it just sent this surge <laughs> of memories in my body. And it made me convulse in disgust. But yes, the, 2022 is the year of Pinocchio. We have yeah, two so, more versions of Pinocchio coming out this year. One on like September 6th, I think, which is Disney like Plus Day. Disney is releasing the live action adaptation of their animated version of Pinocchio. And then this holiday season, Netflix November. is releasing. Oh, is it November. That's still kind of holiday season. It's close enough. Close enough. Uh, Netflix is releasing their version of an animated Pinocchio. Yeah, so trailers for both of these projects are available to watch online. Uh, I don't know about you, but Ryan, but personally, I am way, way more excited for the Netflix version. Yes. Uh, The Netflix one is produced by Guillermo del Toro. He's the one that did the Pacific Rim movies. Uh, he did Pan's Labyrinth, uh, The Shape of Water, which I haven't watched and don't really have any plans to watch. Neither but do it was I. Critically Looks successful. Uh, but Guillermo del Toro, he's just a very, very good act uh, actor director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this version of the character that he's producing, it just it has so much character, so much charm to it. And I'm, ah, uh, I don't know. It's just. I'm, I'm very excited. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, uh, I will also say that next year, there is a Pinocchio-inspired, so it's not technically Pinocchio, but whatever, uh, a po- Pinocchio-inspired video game coming out uh, called The Lies of P. So it is, you know, inspired by Pinocchio, whatever. Uh, and it's going to play like a Dark Souls game, uh, very similar to Bloodborne. If you haven't played any of those, uh, don't feel bad. I've only ever played Bloodborne, so I'm kind of in the same boat, but it looks like it will be interesting. Bloodborne was a fun game, so I'm definitely going to, at the very least, look into playing The Lies of P. Uh, But yeah, a lot of Pinocchio stuff coming out. Whole bunch of Pinocchio. All the Pinocchios. Um, 
all the Pinocchio. All uh, those Pinocchios. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's basically all there is to talk about up about Pinocchio. If you want to see some of the best moments from the Lionsgate version, that's the one that came out in Russia earlier this year. Uh, the I will the attach, best version of Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> I will attach a link to a YouTube video that shares some of those best clips. So fantastic that it doesn't even have a score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that IMDb gave it like a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Which is generous. IMDb is normally pretty generous, though. That's true. Ryan and I are going to look into watching this just because we can. It looks like an absolute masterpiece. Even more so than the live-action one with with Tom Hanks and the animated version created by Guillermo del Toro. This one is just going to be... Mwah. Yeah. Yeah, but that Dis- the Disney Plus one kind of just looks boring. It, it just... I, th- I think it's just going to be another live-action Disney adaptation where it's just... It's a cash grab. The same thing with just less life. Yes. I also think Pinocchio looks really bad, at least in the trailers. He does yeah, not look good. Yeah, so hopefully they'll good. polish that up in the next, like, week. The Guillermo del Toro animated one on Netflix I am ten times more excited for because it looks very original. I showed it to Tori. She said she's probably going to cry. Because it looks beautiful, looks heartfelt, looks cool, original. You can Guillermo tell just by watching. You can tell just by watching the trailer that yes. this movie is going to have so much heart and soul poured into it. Yeah. Unlike Disney, uh, which is just lifeless. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, one of the last things that we're going to talk about: both Avatar and Spider-Man: No Way Home are re-releasing in theaters. Uh, Avatar, because the sequel is coming out later this year, and they probably want to make some money off of the hype for that. Of course, Spider-Man, they need no the Way hype. Home. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, because why not? <laughs> why not? Make more money. Yeah. Uh, am I going to see the No Way Home one? Probably. It's got 11 minutes of previously unseen footage, and that's good enough for me. So, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think I might try to sneak off to the theaters to see it once. I think when does that when does that one come out? That's like mid September. No, it it returns to theaters on September second. So, oh dang! That's when this you guys weekend. yeah when you guys are listening to this, it has already came out. So let us know if you've seen it already. Us in the past have not yet. Yeah. So uh, and then Avatar, you know, they took that it's off of a, Disney Plus. It's, it's a 4K re-release. I'm not gonna go see it. It was on Disney Plus. It's going to be back on Disney Plus. They're just trying to build up the hype for the movie that doesn't have enough hype. And they want to make more money. That's of course. all it is. Yeah. So, yeah, go see those if uh, you haven't already, I guess. Or don't. I, I really could not care less. Actually, I could care less. It's just the amount that I do care is so insanely small. Hey, Daniel. That I may as well not be able to care less. Hey, Daniel. Ryan, I, I don't want to talk about I know this. what you could care less about. No, Ryan, I physically could not care less. I know I would... what you can, though. Ryan, my expectations for this show... The Rings of Power with premieres devil. this upcoming week from when we are recording. As you guys are listening, The Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings Amazon spin-off prequel TV show has already premiered. I have no idea how it's going to be. I fear it's going to be really bad. If it is, I'm going to 
love the internet's reaction to it because I don't want it to be good. If it's good, I'll eat my own words, but I'm hoping that it's bad because the memes will be amazing. And next week, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about episode one because I'm forcing Daniel to watch it. Actually, both episodes one and two are premiering. Oh, even better. Even better. You oh, have twice gosh. as gonna, much I'm content. Gonna, I'm going to eat my words for saying that both episodes one and two are coming out because now Ryan's going to make me watch both of them. Yes, I am. I'm We're not going to have... be able to watch both in one sitting. It's going to be one episode <laughs> a night, if that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be lucky if I can it. get through half an episode. Hey, maybe it'll be very good. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe. I have, I have not seen very many positive reviews or predictions online. They yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that there's any reviews out at the well, time of no. us recording. And it's it's probably because it's so bad they don't want to share Although that, reviews that is until true. they have to. I mean, normally you would see, like early reviews it comes out in a week they haven't released anything on it i think it comes out in less than a week from the time on the second what's today the yeah the second is friday 29th oh it comes out on friday yeah we are four days away i haven't seen anything on how rings of power is supposed to be yeah i think they did something similar with uh, uh warner bros did that with a lot of their less than good uh movies yeah at least I, I think i think amazon already knows what rings of power is going to be they have seen all the reactions to trailers and behind the scenes and clips and stuff and they just know that what everything that everything that fans are saying they don't want is in this show and that's why they're very hesitant to put anything out there yeah, so next week is going to be kind of heavy on reviews. We're going to be going through She-Hulk Episode 3, House of the Dragon Episode 2, and Rings of Power Episodes 1 and 2. So, uh... Fantastic. Yeah. We're going to... I don't think that we're going to spend much time being positive about Rings of Power, if I'm being honest. It's... Oh. It's going to be great. Let's just hope that She-Hulk Episode 3 is good, so we're kind of balancing it out, you know? Oh gosh, Ryan, can we just wrap it up because that <laughs> that just thought talking is, about rings is of power you. is like dying you, bringing my mood down. It's killing you. All right, well, yeah, I think that we talked about everything we wanted to talk about today, right, Ryan? Pretty much. All right, well, hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us for any reason in particular, you can find us on Instagram at Small Town Nerds. No spaces, spelt exactly how you'd expect it to be. Uh, or you can send us an email at sttpodcast at gmail.com because, you know, we used to be Small Town Table Talk, and that's where the three T's are coming in. Uh, I'd also like to say thank you to I Fight Dragons for the use of our theme song, The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth, off the album Kaboom. Kaboom. It's a great song. I actually just listened to the full song, like, three times today because I was at work and it came on while I was, you know, doing I listen thing. to the full song all the time. It's a bop. Ever since I've been editing these podcasts now, that song just gets stuck in my head so fast that I just need to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's great. Ryan and I saw him in concert last year, and it was just a Amazing. lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, is there anything else that I forgot? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, also, don't forget to follow Ryan home and uh, just, like, TP his house or something. Do it. I dare you. He I lives in Eau Claire. I dare you. I live in Eau Claire. Come up and meet me. 
bring it. All right. Uh, well, anyways, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week with uh, all sorts of other fun stuff that I can't wait for, like learning some power. All yeah. right. Anyways, yeah. Thanks again. Bye. Bye bye.